somebody is born a racist. It's something that we learned. Hi, this is Lana Quest, and welcome to the Quest Show. If you are new here, please, please, please um, follow, share, rate, review, subscribe, whatever the platform is, whatever it tells you to do there. Um, if you are my loyal friends and family, hello, hello, hello. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for supporting me. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you listening to me um, for this 20, 30 minutes or so. Anyways, so on today's show, we are going to talk about feelings. Yes, that's what we're going to talk about, feelings. So let's get into it. Today is April 20th. The show is late today. I am doing it in a different room because I just wanted to pop on quickly. Um, it's late. Uh, normally I put it out on Mondays. Today is Tuesday. I wanted to wait uh, until a verdict was in with the Chauvin trial because my nerves were just going and I didn't feel like I would be able to uh, do a show while my thoughts were um, with that jury. So April 20th, you're going to remember this. You're going to look back and you're going to say, where was I on April 20th? What was I doing? I remember what I was doing. I was sitting here working because I'm working from home and I hear on the TV breaking news, a verdict is in. So closing arguments ended on Friday. Um, the closing arguments uh, were, I want to, it's almost like I want to say unique, but maybe they were not unique. Um, they were different, right? Um, the prosecution through the whole trial was, I'm sorry again for the background noise. I am in another room. I didn't want to set up somewhere else. So I'm sorry. You're going to hear cars like zooming by. I'm sorry. I'm not outside. I swear I'm inside. So, so the prosecution, they laid out the case against Chauvin. Um, it was flawless. Just flawless. 37 uh, people testified, experts in the field, world-renowned pulmonologist, uh, Derek Chauvin's own co-workers, his bosses, his people who trained him, uh, his shift supervisor, like police, the blue wall, they testified against Derek Chauvin. Did I say they had renowned uh, cardiologist, pulmonologist? So, and the star witness was the video. You had the nine-year-old girl testified. The girl who took the video testified. The the um, man, that young man, very young man, I think he was 21 or something like that. He uh, studied Taekwondo. He was the voice that you kept hearing saying, get off of him. You know, you're a punk for that. You're a punk for that. Just like getting more and more excited because they saw the life 
leaving George Floyd, even a nine-year-old was saying, get off, to no avail. So they were all traumatized by this event. The defense, um, sloppy at best. All they had were racist tropes. You know, it's the crowd. It's the, the crowd was distracting him. It's the environment. It's at one point, it was the carbon monoxide. Then it was uh, George Floyd had um, an enlarged heart. He OD'd. It was just like one crazy thing after the next. Everything but the fact that Chauvin had his knee on his neck for nine minutes. So on today, the jury came back with three guilty verdicts. Three. The two murder charges and the manslaughter charge. So Chauvin is going to prison. Um, The closing statements were, well, statement from the prosecutor was you know, it was both, it was very telling. You know, one of the prosecutors in his closing statement said, believe your eyes. Don't second guess what you saw because you saw it. Believe what you saw. And uh, Jerry Blackwell, the other attorney um, who was the lead attorney, great attorney. I'm proud to say that he is African-American. Yes, yes. Um, black excellence. He said, you know, no, Floyd didn't have an enlarged heart. He didn't die from an enlarged heart. He died because Chauvin's heart was too small. He didn't show any type of empathy for someone begging under his knee. So during the deliberations and while, you know, the world waited, we still, you know, although we saw with our eyes what happened, we still weren't sure. We didn't know that this would come back guilty. We didn't know. There was still doubt especially with black people in the black community, especially with black men. We've seen this before. We've been down this road before. It never happens. And another reason why um, I was having a hard time coming to do uh, this podcast was in the midst of this trial, Dante White a 20-year-old, young man, very young man with a child was pulled over for a, uh, I think he had a, a, what is that thing, an air freshener in his back window and I think his registration or something, his tags were expired um, apparently in Minnesota. Oh, did I say this was Minnesota? This was like 10 miles away from the courthouse where they were Um, trying Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd. Um, 
they're having a problems at their Department of Motor Vehicles because of the pandemic with not getting people's tags to them on time. Dante, his mom bought him a car, was out driving his car and his tags were either not, wasn't registered or expired. I'm not sure which it was. Um, whatever it was, it, it didn't warrant what happened, you know, and that's the issue with these stops. It doesn't warrant the amount of um, policing that black men, women, or ch- and children are getting out here. It was tags. So he gets out the car and then they run him and find out he has um, a bench warrant. So here's the thing about this. Every time that black men, <laughs> women, young men, young women are stopped by the police, especially black men, they have a habit of running his license, right? So when someone white gets stopped and maybe the tags are expired or what have you, it's like, um, oh, your registration's expired? Just get that taken care of, okay? I'm just gonna give you a warning. And that's it. When they stop black men, it's almost like they're looking for something else. He's black, so there must be something. There must be a warrant out. So with Dante, there was a a, a bench warrant. So it wasn't like he was wanted for murder. He wasn't, you know, like they didn't know what it was. They just know that there's a warrant out for him. So of course, now when they start to put handcuffs on him, he tries to jump back in the car. It is easy. It's always easy to say, why don't they just stop running? They just stop running. Because when we stop running, you get killed. When you run, you get killed. Like, so what What can you do? You're just afraid. He's tw- He was 20. 20-year-olds make bad decisions just in general. You know, not like Lieutenant Nazario in Virginia who got maced. He did everything right. He pulled into a well-lit gas station. Police came up. You know, telling him to get out the car. They They got guns, guns on him for no reason. His license plate wasn't there. Why? Because it was in the window. Why are guns drawn? So that's him doing all the right things. His hands are up, out the window. And now they're saying, take your seatbelt off. You know, all these directions. And I think I went over this last week, so I don't want to keep going over. But back to Dante. So the woman takes a, pulls out what she says she thought was a taser and she shoots him. And it's a gun. It's not a taser. And while 
we're mourning that. Then there's another video released of a 13-year-old in Chicago running. He was out with a 21-year-old. He did have a gun when he was running. The police told him to stop, put down the gun. He dropped the gun, had his hands up, and turned around and was shot in his chest. Why? Then the, uh, I think it was the district attorney, lied and said he had a gun. And said he had a gun. He did it. We saw the video. Everyone saw the video. So, and then, <laughs> I mean, it just keeps going on and on. So even on the 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 great news that we had i hear that a black teen girl was murdered by police i haven't even looked it up yet because oh gosh you just want to be able to be happy about this verdict before going in, into some other nonsense like it's literally Non, non-ending for black people. Like the fight is not over with this. It's not like, okay, guys, you got your verdict. It's it. It's not it. It's not it. We need to pass the George Floyd bill. And that is a bill that is going to change how policing is done. Because right now, police are protected. Some states are getting rid of the qualified immunity. Some states still have it, which means that you, which means that they're protected, that you can't go after them personally. So if you take that immunity away, that means you can start going after these police officers personally. So if we can get that George Floyd uh, Policing Act bill passed, that would be a step in the right direction. You know, that would put, um, I think, more money into training that would um, take the qualified immunity away from police officers. That means it's taking some of that protection away from them because they will continue to do this as long as they think that they will be protected. You know, that family had to watch Uh, George Floyd um, be murdered over and over and over again. But I'm pretty sure that it was well worth it to get this outcome, an outcome that no one expected to happen. And before I leave, here's a question to ask um, yourselves. Why did it have to take a black man being tortured on camera for nine minutes and 29 seconds before justice was served. There was no justice for Eric Garner. There was no justice for Tamir Rice. There was no justice for Trayvon Martin. There's no justice for Michael Brown. No justice for Philandro Castile. No justice for Sandra Bland and on and on and on. We just want justice. What does justice look like? We shouldn't have had to humanize 
George Floyd in the courtroom. He's already a human. Black people shouldn't have to humanize themselves. Oh, justice for Elijah McClain. Black people should not have to humanize themselves to not be murdered, to be treated with respect. Yes, racism exists. And the world saw it. Black people can't do it alone. We have to continue to have allies to walk shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand. And um, <laughs> that's all I have to say. It, it was a good day. It was emotional because once the verdict was in, we still had to wait um, almost two hours just to hear hear the guilty. So Derek Chauvin on tonight can't breathe. Thank you.